So hi, thanks so much for joining me today. I'm excited. Jesus has more news for us. We think we're ready for his return, and he's saying we're not. And he's not here yet, not because we're waiting for him, but he's waiting for us to get ready because he yearns for us. He loves us, and it's not his plan that one of us should perish. So he is reaching out. He's doing, he's sending out his word. He's doing his part to tell us we're not ready. Our part is to receive that and do what we need to do to be ready. Let's acknowledge him. Jesus, we thank you and praise you for being here. We thank you for your presence. We thank you for teaching us your way. We thank you that you haven't come yet. Even though many are calling out to you, many are suffering, you still want all of us to be right with you. We love you. We praise you. We thank you. In Jesus' name, in your name we pray. Amen. He's so good, and, you know, he is long-suffering, the Word tells us. We're not waiting for him. He's waiting for us. He is. And today he wants to talk to us about being his friend to, well, being his friend to the place where, actually yesterday we talked about being his friend, so that's fresh on my mind. He has everything to do with actually calling out to him. He's saying, Who do you call when you need something, when you need someone, when you're going through a hard time? I know when we're desperate and we find out nobody here can help us, then we finally go to Jesus and hoping that he might hear us. But he wants to come. He wants us to come to him all the time. The word says, come to me, all who are weary and heavy laden. Jesus said that, and I will give you rest. I'm going to take care of you. Don't go anywhere else. I mean, where do you go when? Well, I want to read this to you first before I change my pages here. Um, but I was going to say, where do, you, where do you go when you need advice, when you need someone to tell you what to do? Think about that while I read this to you. Matthew seven twenty one through 23. Jesus said, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, you know, we call him Lord, 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 but Really, when you need something, do you look past him and go somewhere else? And maybe it's because you're thinking you're going to get a quicker answer or an answer maybe you like, maybe you already know what the Word of God says, and you're not thinking you want to hear that. There's all kinds of reasons we ignore Jesus. And he said, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter into the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my Father in heaven. Many will say to me on that day when I judge them, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name and driven out demons in your name and done many mighty miracles in your name? And I will declare to them publicly, I never knew you. Depart from me. You you are banished from my presence who act wickedly disregarding my commands. This is an amplified classic Bible. So Jesus made it really clear that if we don't do his will, then he's going to say, I didn't know you. And so just having that in mind, why would you go somewhere else? Why would you go to someone else to ask what to do? If we're going to be standing before him to be judged, and we are, then why would you go to a man who has no idea the plan Jesus has for your life and ask that person what to do, right? I know the plans I have for you, Jeremiah 29, 11. He has good plans for us. So why would we go somewhere else? It it makes him jealous. You know, he's got all your answers. He's waiting. He's excited that you would come to him and ask him, and you don't. 
you go somewhere else. And how do you think that makes him feel? You have to realize God has feelings. He's a person. We're made in his likeness. So, of course, he's a person, but we don't look to him that way. We, we look at him as a religious thing, and somehow that happens to be our way to heaven. And it's not like that at all. It's a relationship. And we talked about him wanting us to be his friend. And he said in John that those that are his friends are the ones that follow his commands, keep on following his commands. So sometimes we start out doing that, and then it looks a little rough, and we quit, and we give up, and we end up separating ourselves from him when we don't keep his commands. And you heard what he said. He's going to say on that day, I didn't know you, you who disregard my commands. So you need to know what he's saying to you. You don't want to go to someone else who's just going to give you a superficial answer, just a temporary answer when Jesus knows a real right answer, the thing that you need to know. I wanted to read um, this to you. Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden and overburdened, and I will cause you to rest. Matthew eleven twenty eight and 29 and 30. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. I am gentle and meek and humble, lowly in heart, and you will find rest, relief, and ease, refreshment, and blessed quiet for your souls. When you're with him, you find that. You get that peace. You'll know what to do. And you, you want his plan. You don't want someone else's idea of what they think is a good idea. Because you're going to be wasting your time. And then when he comes, he's going to say, I didn't know you. You didn't consult me. That wasn't the plan. That was a nice thing. That reminds me of once I had this really good idea to do, and I thought I was doing it for Jesus. And also one day I heard him say, oh, that's really nice of you, but that's not what I asked you to do. We got to get in his plan. We got to be doing his work, not what we think is a good idea, what not, what might seem good at the time, what makes sense, what makes more money. You know, that's that's why we think without him, we think lowly, and he is a higher way. He has a good way for us, and he's preparing us to live with him. He's preparing us. He's wanting us to be a part of his plan. He needs us, and I know many people wouldn't agree with me. But he made it that way. He included us in his life. He called Adam to name the animals. He gave him responsibility. And he's giving us responsibility, and he needs us to do that. Jesus said, I'm leaving. Now you're going to do what I was doing. That's how it works. That's how he made it work. So he needs us to fulfill what he called us to do. So anyway, um, my yoke is wholesome, useful, good, not harsh hard, sharp, or pressing, but comfortable, gracious, and pleasant, and my burden is light and easy to be borne. That's how Jesus is. He has something good for you. He didn't create you to try to make a living, to run around in circles, trying to figure out how you're going to provide for yourself. He plans to add to you what you need as you get involved, engaged in his quest, which is to help people to know him so that none of his people perish. It's not his will that one would perish. And, you know, he went through a lot of trouble so that we could contact him anytime, day or night. Um, he said, anyone who believes in me will do the things I do. In verse 12 of John 14. And he'll do even greater things 
because I am going to the Father. See, he's saying he's going, and then, and I will do whatever you ask in my name as representing me. I will do in the Father, so that the Father may be glorified and celebrate in the Son. If you ask me anything in my name as representing me, I will do it. If you're living in his plan, if you said, Jesus, what should I do about this? Jesus, what should I do about that? What's the plan? Then he's going to do what you ask him to do to make that happen. So much of the time we're calling out to him and asking him to bless. I guess I've heard that say, you know, I think of it, bless my mess. And we make a mess and we ask him to bless it. And that isn't the plan. This morning, it was so funny. I was talking to someone and um, realizing that John, uh, John, that God didn't answer my prayer. My husband's name is John. So um, God didn't answer one of my prayers. And it was a good thing because that wasn't the plan. He knew I wouldn't like that. And this morning I found out I wouldn't like that. But I didn't know that before. I was thinking, that is good. That's what I want. And God was thinking, no, I know you're not going to like that. So I'm not going to do that for you. Praise the Lord. He's so good. He's so in love with us. We got to find out his plan and walk in it. He knows He knows how you take. He knows. He put you together. He knows what's going to make you happy and what's not going to make you happy. He knows what you need. So go with it. Go to him. Get your counsel from him. If you're feeling down, go to him. Don't call out to someone else. He's jealous if you do that because that person can't do for you what he can do for you. They can get you off the path. They can try to do that. You know, we have people around us to comfort us, and that's there's nothing wrong with that. But he has the plan, and he's calling us to go to him. He is. Um, if you real and and he, he's jealous when you go somewhere else. He's just prompting me to tell you that that you know in this day the enemy puts a lot of pressure on us, and I found myself calling out to someone else, and he said, "What are you doing?" I'm here for you. And it's because sometimes I think it's because we don't see him. And we don't know him. That was the other thing he's pointing out to me. You don't know me very well. If you'd be calling out to someone else, you know that person more, and that's why you're calling out to that person. That's why you're you're um, conferring with that person, because you know that person better than you know me. And it shouldn't be that way. We have to get to know him and so that we go to him. And what is it going to be like in heaven? Of course, we're going to go to him. And you know, he's really preparing us to move in with him, to look forward to that, to get excited about it, to get to know him here so that you're excited to move in with him there. I think a lot of people avoid getting to know him, thinking for all kinds of reasons, thinking he's not a person, um, thinking they only have so much time left here and then they can do it there. All kinds of reasons. We avoid him or maybe not like what he's going to say. But we got to get to the place where we got to get to know him here and now. I, I repeat this often. He said, people just, they don't agree with me, have time for me um, or know me, but they think they want to move in with me one day. And so what he wants to do is prepare us to, so we can know him now. So we're sure we want to move in with him. So we're sure we're in agreement with him. Anyway, he said um, he's going to ask the Father, and he will give you another helper, a comforter, 
Classics, Amplified Classic Bible again, Comforter, Advocate, Intercessor, Counselor, Strengthener, Stand High to be with you forever. You're never alone. He's always going to be there for you. The Spirit of Truth whom the world can't receive or take to its heart because it does not see him or know him, but you know him because the Holy Spirit remains with you continually and will be with you. He's saying, I'm not going to leave you as orphans. That's all. That's the next line. I'll not leave you as orphans. Look at how, how tight they were, how, how good of friends they were. I'm not going to leave you. You know, that was probably some emotional moments when Jesus was saying, I'm leaving now. And they're going, what do you mean? Don't leave us. We love you. I mean, they really love Jesus. They laid everything down in their life to follow Jesus. And he said, I'm leaving you, but I'll be back. After a little while, the, the world will no longer see me, but you will see me. I will not leave you as orphans, comfortless and helpless. I'll come back to you. After a little while, the world will no longer see me, but you will see me because I live. You will also live. On that day, when that time comes, you will know for yourselves that I am the Father and you are in me and I am in you. And the person who has my commandments and keeps them is the one who really loves me. And whoever really loves me will be loved by my Father, and I will love him and reveal myself to him, and I will make myself real to him. So if you believe, he's going to come and live on the inside of you. He's going to be there all the time. You don't have to go anywhere else. When I, when I had this revelation, it was quite a while ago, and I noticed the people at church did not say what the Word of God said. They were not <clears throat> saying to me what the Bible said, what Jesus was saying to me. And so I no longer trusted anyone. And I would always go to Jesus because I want the right answer. And he wants you to have the right answer. Otherwise, all the things you're doing are a total waste of time. You're just wasting your time doing all these other things. You're wasting your time because and there isn't much time. He's coming and you're going to be doing one thing, and he's going to say, you didn't, you didn't do what I commanded you to do. You were doing something else. And you're going to say, but I did this and I did that. And he's going to say, away from me. I didn't know you. You weren't following me. Um, he said, and then Judas asked, Lord, what has happened that you are going to reveal yourself and not? Uh, I mean, he said, Lord, what has happened that you are going to reveal yourself to us and not the world. And Jesus said, if anyone really loves me, he will keep my word, my teaching, and my Father will love him, and we will come to him and make our dwelling place with him. Now you've got Jesus, the Father, dwelling on the inside of you. Why would you go anywhere else? And he did that for you so you don't have to go anywhere else. And when you go somewhere else, he's jealous. He wants you to call on him. He wants you to depend on him. He has all the right answers. He's in love with you. Just think of your child who you brought up and they've always come to you. Now all of a sudden they're going to someone else for advice, for their opinion, for their counsel. counsel. Wouldn't you be jealous? Of course you would be. You would be upset, especially if they were giving your child the wrong answers. How upsetting would that be? And so we have to understand that Jesus is jealous. And we say we want to move in with him. And we go somewhere else for counsel, counsel, for advice. We go to Facebook to find out what to do or to your lawyer to find out what to do or, 
or, you know, some other person than him. That's bad. That's really bad because he has a plan. He loves you. And he's watching you do all that. And it hurts him that you say you love him, yet you don't trust him enough to go to him. So it says, our dwelling place within him. And then one who does not really love me does not keep my words and and the word teaching you hear is not mine, but it's Father who sent me. I've told you all these things while I'm still with you, but the helper, the comforter, advocate, intercessor, counselor, strengthener, standby, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, and my place will represent me and act on my behalf. He will teach you all things. He will help you remember everything I've told you. Peace I leave with you, my perfect peace I give you, not as the world gives you. Do I give to you? Do not let your heart be troubled. Don't be afraid. Let my perfect peace calm you in every circumstance and give you courage and strength for every challenge. You heard me tell you I'm going away and I'm coming back to you. If you really love me, you would rejoice because I'm going back to the Father. The Father is greater than I have told you now before it happens so that when it does take place, you will believe and have faith in me. You got him, his promise, him living on the inside of you. He didn't leave us as orphans. We don't have to try to figure it out ourselves. He's there for us, and he's asking you to go to him. So going back to Matthew 7, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter into the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my Father in heaven. Now, how are you going to know to do the will, his will, if you don't go to him before? You're not going to know. There's things that you can't see without him. Even if you look at the word and you think you get it, you, you really don't. And so many times you can go to the word and get more and more revelation. And that's what you need to do. Keep going to Jesus. And then on that day, then you're, you're going to be able to say, I did it. I did what you said. I went to you for counsel all the time. And he said that in Revelation 3.19, he counsels those he loves. We so easily um, are not going to be doing his plan because we live here and we don't know it without him. And so we have to go to him. We have to go and sit with him. Come to me, all who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. We sit with him. We get that peace and we know what we're supposed to do. And then you don't have to get on Facebook or go anywhere else and ask, what am I going to do? What's happening? Pray for me. You know, so many times people are begging God to do something because they're not sure he will. And it's because they don't know him and they don't talk to him every day to find out, you know, of course he will. All I got to do is call him. He's living on the inside of me. He'll talk to me. He'll tell me. He's right here all the time. Many will say to me on that day when I judge them, Lord, Lord, I haven't prophesied in your name. I had a lack of communication. Because you were doing works. You were doing what you thought pleased him. And he said, I will say to them publicly, I never knew you. Depart from me. You are banished from my presence. You who act wickedly disregarding my commands. While you're here now, um, you, you might think you're in his presence, but you're not. Not if you're not doing what he said. 
if you call and call upon him and it seems like he doesn't hear you, it's because you're not doing your will. I know a lot of people teach that God gets quiet sometimes, and and I agree with that. He gets quiet when you don't listen to him. And so if that's happened to you, say, Lord, I repent. What command did I miss? Because you're already, he already doesn't know you. He's not talking to you because you're ignoring him. You're going to someone else for your counsel. You're going to someone else for a need, and you need to come to go to him. You need to call on him and ask him to correct you because you can't think correctly without him. Ask him to correct you all the time. I do that because I don't want to live a lie. I don't want to live by someone else's opinion. I might consider their opinion, but to me, it sounds foolish after listening to God and his opinion. What someone else says to me sounds foolish. And it's what it's because they're thinking on their own without him. They don't know him. You have to know him. And when you know him, like Jesus said, he's going to talk to you. And the world, if they won't receive it, then they won't receive it. And you you might look like a, a weirdo to them, but when, when they need something, they're going to come to you. They see Jesus in you and they feel convicted by by you, and um, we look foolish to them who actually don't see Jesus in us. And some people do, and they feel convicted. I guess I'm saying two different things. And they feel convicted by it, and they don't want to do it. They just want to do what they want to do. And other people just think you're weird. They can't understand where you're coming from because they chose not to believe. Some people just say, I don't believe in God. It's their choice. God said he's made himself known to every single one of us. So if you want him to come and live on the inside of you, if you want him to be your God, if you want to have someone to go to all the time, if you want to live with him when you leave here, if you don't want him to say, I didn't know you, I wasn't acquainted with you, then I just want to invite you to say this prayer with me and then heed his voice. Revelation 3.20 tells us that Jesus said, I'm knocking at the door of your heart. If you invite me in, I will come in and dine with you but you must heed his voice. He said, if you heed my voice, I'll come in and I'll dine with you. So he's going to hang out with you. He's going to, he promises to be there and teach you. He's going to give you the plan. He's going to be your advocate, your counselor, stand by the Holy Spirit living on the inside of you. Is going to take, he's going to take care of you. He's going to be there for you all the time. What better way can you live? If you're living here without him, Ask him to come and live on the inside of you, and you can start knowing him here and now. You can start knowing him right now, and and that's what he wants, so that you can get ready to move in with him when you leave here. You have to know him. You have to hear him talk to you, and he sounds like his word. So what you want to do after you say this prayer is constantly look at the word. Look at the New Testament first. Look at the New Testament Get on your knees every morning, sit with him, come to him and sit with him and get that peace, get that counsel every day. Let him prepare you to live with you, with him when you leave here. So pray with me, Jesus. We thank you and praise you that you want to come and live on the inside of us. You are so in love with us that you are just waiting for us to answer that door so you can come in and prepare us for eternity with you when we leave here. And so that you can teach us right here and right now and love on us and show us a plan that you have for us, which is good and perfect. I know the plans I have for you, saith the Lord, 
and they are good. They are not for your for evil, but they are for your welfare. And we receive that. We receive that from you. We love you and praise you and give you all the glory. Thank you for teaching us. Thank you for waiting for us. Thank you. Thank you. We love you and praise you. Amen. He's so good. He's so in love with you. Now, if you said that prayer, please let me know. God bless you.